It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Enough of all the summer league stuff. There are bigger fish to fry. There are still a few things left to do this NBA offseason. And yes, Magic fans are talking about it. We're going to talk a little bit about the Donovan Mitchell situation, why the Magic have a trade offer they could make, but why they're probably going to wait. We'll get to all that coming up today on a Tuesday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is July 19th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to go back to free agency. We're going to go back to the rumors going around the league because the league does not stop even when it should. There's still some things to take care of this offseason. And, and yes, the Magic find themselves adjacent to it, but it's going to reveal some bigger picture items, some bigger thoughts, and some bigger ideas uh, that we will get through through the course of the season. I'll explain what a proof of concept season is. I will uh, go through the Donovan Mitchell rumors, what the Magic can offer, why the Magic are really well positioned, but again, why they are probably going to wait. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, no matter when, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your daily routine. 
Remember, there's great Locked On podcasts covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. There is just no getting around it. Um, The last week has been dominated by the rumors, uh, by the reporting, by the speculation, just by the will-they-won't-they of it all. Yes, free agency is done. The Magic have spent their money. They are not capped out, but they don't have meaningful money to spend. Their roster's full. The Magic are not the players they were back on July 1st. Um, They've got Paolo Bancaro, which is really, really exciting, and they hope it'll open doors for them. Uh, But they're not the team that star players are hunting for. And really, that's all that's left this offseason. The... Biggest free agents left are restricted free agents and Colin Sexton and Miles Bridges. The Miles Bridges situation is its own thing. If you want more on that, check out Locked On Hornets. I'm sure they have a lot on it. Um, the Sexton situation's weird. He's coming off a major injury. He's a really talented player, but also one that is somewhat limiting. Um, no one has money to spend on him. It, he, he's probably going to end up signing the qualifying offer if he can't come to a full contract Um contract uh, with the with the Cavs here but at this point free agency movement is done but what is left are the major trades Kevin Durant has formally requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets the league is kind of holding its breath I, I honestly do not think we will see a schedule until the NBA is kind of satisfied that that situation is going to be what it is uh, that Durant trade has begot the Kyrie Irving potential for a trade. Uh, the Lakers, despite every indication, despite all public indication that they want to keep Russell Westbrook, very well might trade Russell Westbrook. And then you have the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz made a major move and a major step in reforming their roster when they traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves for four future first-round picks, a pick swap, Malik Beasley, and Patrick Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmaro. They got, they got a king's ransom, and, and they're seemingly thinking that they're going to get something similar when they trade, or when or if they trade Donovan Mitchell. The latest in the last week is that the, that, is that the Utah Jazz have said that they are willing to listen. I don't think they've ever act. They've ever said they were actively shopping Donovan Mitchell. There's been no reporting that they're determined to trade Donovan Mitchell before the season begins. But at this point, when the reporting says we are actively listening or they're actively negotiating trades, uh, it means it's going to happen. Uh, bottom line, you don't start doing that um, with a player of Mitchell's caliber unless you're actually going to go through with it. And, and at this point, it's Danny Ainge and, and Utah Jazz's front office trying to exact the most that they can, trying to find a team that will make the kind of deal that Utah got for Rudy Gobert so they could completely restock their cupboard with draft picks and position themselves well to rebuild in the very, very near future. This is a draft coming up that teams are going to tank for. Um, you know, again, San Antonio, uh, you know, there's there's uh, some of the early betting lines have San Antonio as having the worst record in the league. They are going for it. Uh, it's against everything that their franchise is about, but the one time they did actually tank, they got Tim Duncan. They got a generational talent. There are generational talents in this draft, whether it's Victor Wembanyama, whether it's Scoot Henderson, uh, whether it's the Twins who are playing in the basketball tournament. There is 
there is something there, and I don't think they're the last team. Uh, Utah, I don't think, would mind tanking. Uh, teams that are kind of on the edge might decide to kind of take the dive. Yeah, Honestly, I don't think the Magic want to, but that temptation is going to be there. That's, that's just going to be the reality of it. So, right now, it feels like New York is the favorite to lane Donovan Mitchell. There's been negotiations. There's been some reporting that those have faltered, but there, there seems like there's a framework for a deal there or that the, the Knicks are going to be the ones pushing really hard to pair Donovan Mitchell with Jalen Brunson. I don't think that's the greatest idea, um, but it does seem like there is something there. There is some traction there. Miami's still hanging around. It's the usual suspects. Um, the bottom line is this. Uh, a star of Donovan Mitchell's caliber, you're not trading him anywhere without, especially with even with the, where he's at in his contract, you're not trading him anywhere without him wanting to be there. And, and, and at the very least, his agent is going to tell teams that Donovan is not interested in joining. Don't go for us. My client will be unhappy. He will ask for a trade. We'll do this all over again. You're going to come out losers. At the end of the day, Donovan Mitchell is going to go where he wants to go, whether that's back home to New York, whether that's to Miami, whether that's somewhere else. Donovan Mitchell control, you know, yes, he's got three years, three, four years left on his contract. Donovan Mitchell controls this, uh, controls this thing. So what does this have to do with the Orlando Magic? Why did I just spend seven and a half minutes talking about another team's player, player in this trade market? Um, a... It's Magic fans are talking about it. Let's let's be real. Bill Simmons uh, on his podcast posted uh, or pitched a, a, an idea saying, "Why don't the Magic go after Donovan Mitchell? They need a star like this. They needed a score like this from the perimeter. Uh, why not? Why not amass the assets and go all in? Paolo looks really good. Go do it. And there's something to that. We're going to talk about that a little bit more here. Fans are certainly hungry for this kind of a attention." but be this kind of star too. And this would push the timeline much quicker. This would push the Magic to be good much sooner. The bottom line is this. Um, before we get into what the Magic could, could do, why the Magic wouldn't do it, and all that, to be in this conversation is a good thing. Right now, you want the Magic to be a team that people kind of say, like, why, why doesn't that team make this deal? This, they have the assets to do it. They can they can make that deal happen. This is a good thing. Well, I don't think, and again, I'll explain in a bit why I don't think it is, but while I don't think that this is the right time or the right trade for the Orlando Magic, just like when we talked about Russell Westbrook in the summer of 2019, it's good that the Magic are considered part of this conversation. Now, they're not betting favorites to get this like they were Russell Westbrook uh, a few years ago. Again, I think... It was ultimately the right decision not to go for it, but judging by what Washington got for him uh, from the Lakers, maybe it would have been better to, to, to go for it. And, and and again, with a more established, I'll get to this point here in a minute, with a more established playoff team, I think you can be a little bit more aggressive, uh, aggressive in those kinds of deals. But to be in this conversation, to have the pieces, to have the players that other teams would want for these star players, that's where the Magic want to be. And that's really kind of the next step. We'll talk a little bit about what the Magic could offer and why the and why the Magic are in this advantageous position, but really the next step is about roster building, and and, and we're gonna kind of narrow in on the Donovan Mitchell situation here in a bit, 
And then we're going to go scale back out and talk about what this all really means. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty protein bars comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. These are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein, and they, again, they're good for you. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. get to some of the bigger kind of team building issues let's really hone in on what it would cost to make a donovan mitchell trade happen like what would the magic actually have to spend the deal that was kind of pitched on the bill simmons podcast is generally the deal that i've seen a lot of magic fans kind of construct so again i talk a lot about a lot this during the trade deadline during trade trade season it's about first finding a framework for the deal you can create uh, the details you can you can figure out how to make the salaries match, but the, at the very heart of any trade is the basics. What are the Magic trying to get out of it? What are the Jazz trying to get out of it? And making sure that those align in some way, making sure that you can at least get start uh, start approaching that, and then you can start hammering out the details and swapping in players in and out from there, and trying to figure out these different iterations. Especially at this point of year, you got time to figure it out to really stew and think about things. There's no deadlines kind of pushing you toward one thing or the other. Again, maybe the biggest deadline right now uh, for teams is Labor Day. You want your you want your training camp roster set for labor, around Labor Day for pickup runs, for the optional workouts, you know, for as teams begin to start doing team activities and start preparing for the season. The deals, you know, look, you look at the Utah Jazz and what they're clearly looking for is if they're trading Donovan Mitchell, they're rebuilding. So they want to rebuild their cache of young players under contract that they can control. Um, and then draft picks. Again, especially after the Rudy Gobert trade, 
draft picks are a huge deal for the Utah Jazz. And again, this is where the Magic have the advantage. And this is where the Magic have a lot of leverage and and do have a lot of buying power. Whenever the Magic are ready to flip the switch to buy, they've got the pieces to do it. And, And again, that's what's really exciting. And that's why just being in this conversation shows that the Magic are on the right path, that the Magic are doing the right things. First and foremost, the Magic own all of their draft picks. They own every single one of their draft picks, plus they have the Chicago Bulls 2023 first round pick, it's top four protected, and then the Denver Nuggets 2025 first round pick, I forget what the protections are on it, but they got that from the Aaron Gordon or Aaron Gordon trade. So they have two first round picks coming up. Uh, they have a second first round pick in this upcoming draft, and again, the Magic will have to weigh um, again, and again, I don't think the Magic will do a Donovan Mitchell trade. I'll get to that in, in a minute, but um, I think it'll be interesting to watch what the Magic do because you know they'll see how good the Bulls are, they'll see how good they are, and, and that will kind of help them decide whether they how, what they want to do with this pick. Um, again, I would not expect the Magic to use both picks, but this is a very good draft again. Um, again, they, they, they kind of got the Bulls to give up first-round picks during good drafts, during particularly good drafts. Um, everything that I've heard, again, I have not done my super study on this draft yet. Everything I've heard is that this is a very, very good draft. So that is an enticing pick coming from Chicago because, you know, Chicago's good. I, they should be a playoff team, uh, but health is a major concern. It's not even clear that Lonzo Ball is going to be healthy. Their season took a dive last year after Lonzo Ball got hurt. He is a major piece of that team's puzzle. So there's that. Um, there's there's that. So the Magic have that. You look at young players on controllable contracts. You know, the big one is obviously Jonathan Isaac. Every deal that I've seen involving Donovan Mitchell with the Magic has had Jonathan Isaac, and that's largely for contract matching purposes. He's owed $17 million this year, but it is not guaranteed. There's there's a partial guarantee on that contract, and it's a very easy contract for a team like Utah to get out from under. So if Jonathan Isaac doesn't work out, if the injuries are still persistent, they can quickly pivot and enter cap room or use him to get something else. That, 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 that's, that deal is going to be one that keeps giving back because either the Magic are going to get something for him from him on the court and he's going to be worth his money on the court or they're going to be able to get out of that deal when they need to. Um, again, I don't think that's how the Magic will operate, but you could see the advantage there. Jalen Suggs had a disappointing rookie season, but he is still very, very good. That would be a player that you would put on the market. Jalen Suggs was a player compared to Donovan Mitchell um, at least a little bit during the draft process. Cole Anthony is coming to the end of his rookie contract. You've got Chuma Okiki, who, you know, again, I, I, I like Chuma Okiki. It's not that I dislike him. I, I think that he is someone that can be in the mix. Um, very, very popular guy, obviously. But uh, you look at the Magic's front court, and it's a little crowded. Um, so, again, you could see the Magic being willing to part with a guy like that. Again, this is not to say that the Magic will do any of this. I don't want to say that. I'm going to say I'm going to argue the opposite coming up here. But it does say that the Magic are in a position to make a trade. This is a point that I will make repeatedly, 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 repeatedly. Free agency is not where a team like the Orlando Magic is going to make its move. Not anymore. Um, you know, again, it might depend on how good Paolo Bancaro is. But honestly, you look around the league, Free agency is not where players move. The biggest free agent move uh, of this offseason, of a free agent going from one team to another, was Jalen Brunson to the New York Knicks. And, you know, I think the Knicks, it honestly feels like a very Knicks move. I like Jalen Brunson. 
I'm not sure that I would be paying him as much as they're paying him. Um, that, that feels like New York's going to get caught holding the bag a little bit. Um, again, Jalen Brunson was very good. Had a really good playoff run. He'll prove me wrong. If that's the biggest player moving in free agency, then free agency isn't the tool that you're going to use. You look at Kevin Durant. You look at Anthony Davis. You look at all these players, Donovan Mitchell even at this juncture. You look at all these players. What they do is they take their money and they use their leverage. They use their star power to force trades where they want to go. And really it's on the respective teams to have the flexibility to make deals when the time comes. The biggest argument for going after Donovan Mitchell right now is that it is very rare for a player of Donovan Mitchell's age, he's 25 years old, with three years left on his contract, to become available on the market. To get a player at that age uh, that fits the Magic's timeline, he'd be the same age as a lot of players on the Orlando Magic, that fits the Magic's general timeline and is under team control for so long is very, very rare. And you do have to strike. Now, I would argue to a lot of people that, look, it's the NBA players become available all the time. It's not a matter of when, it's not a matter of if, it's when. It's going to happen again, and, and, and it's just really picking the right one and, and, and making all the pieces match. Really, to me, it's about drafting the right guys and then adding the right supplemental stars in, in trades, uh, like Milwaukee did with Drew Holiday, but you could do it that way too. You can say, we drafted this really good player, Let's go trade for a star. That's the team we're pushing forward with. Let's let's go in there. And really, it's just about figuring out when do you cash all these chips. Um, I always like to say about draft picks, they're like used cars. They lose value the moment that the moment that you drive them off the lot and the moment that you use them. But the Magic have all of these tools in their back pocket. Now, granted, the clock is ticking on some of them. Obviously, there's draft each year that a draft goes by, that pick you know becomes some becomes something real and tangible. It has a monetary value to it. It becomes a little bit more difficult to deal. Um, the closer you get to the end of contracts, you know, Terrence Ross, uh, at this point, the Magic probably trading him for a second-round pick. They they overplayed their hand or they didn't find deals that they liked. They're going to lose out. They're going to lose out Terrence Ross or probably lose him for nothing or for virtually nothing. Um, you know, Maybe they'll get a trade exception out of it. Maybe. Um, you look at uh, you know Cole Anthony's coming to the end of his rookie contract. Chumo Kiki's coming to the end of his rookie contract. They got one more year left after this deal they become a little bit more difficult to deal because now a team is trading for them and they've got to decide to pay them. I, I, someone pitched me a trade idea involving Tyler Hero, uh, involving a three-team deal uh, with the Utah Jazz and Miami Heat where the Heat get Donovan Mitchell, the Magic get Tyler Hero. And I was like, you know, I'm not so against this. I think the Magic are giving up too much just to get Tyler Hero. But the problem with acquiring Tyler Hero is he's got one year left on his deal. He's expecting a max contract. He's expecting a Jalen Brunson-type deal. When he hits free agency... If you're not willing to pay that, he's not worth the price you're going to pay to, to get him unless you're not giving up a ton. You know, again, it's it's that cost-benefit analysis. And and and, and so this segment is just, just here to say that, yes, the Magic have the assets to make a deal. The Magic could push in and get Donovan Mitchell if they want it. They've got the package to do it. They probably got a better package than a lot of other teams. It can fulfill the needs that the Utah Jazz have and what the Utah Jazz want. So I'm not going to sit here and say that it's impossible or even it's the wrong decision. It very well might be the right decision. It might be the time. I don't believe it is. 
And, and, and while it's good that the Magic are in this position and that we can talk a little bit about this and talk a little bit seriously about it and weigh the pros and cons, to me, it's too soon. And I'm going to explain why it's too soon coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're going to hear me say this a lot, I think, over the course of the, se- of the season. Uh, and, and I think, um, you know, again, you'll probably get tired of me saying this, probably just like you got tired of me saying it last year, how last year was about figuring out the, the shades and the shadows of the team. Like, what is this team trying to become? Let's see a little bit of what this team is trying to be. Um, that, that was what last season was about. This season, to me, is about taking a step forward. It's about showing, okay, we are on track toward winning. But really, you know, the reason why it's important to have this discussion about Donovan Mitchell is because this is the game. Like, seriously, this is the game. The game is knowing the right time to push your chips into the middle of the table, not missing your opportunity when it comes, but having your team be prepared when that chance comes. You can argue, and, and, and I might argue this. I, I, I think this was, I don't think it was a mistake, but it, it certainly was a misstep. Is after the 2019 playoffs, the Magic had a young team. They felt really good about who they were. And they were like, internal development will help us get to the next step. Will help us kind of improve. And I think a lot of us were skeptical about that. Um, a lot of us were saying, okay, you know, we, we spent the whole summer that year saying, Aaron Gordon's got to become a star. That's, that's you know, we got to shift this team from a Nikola Vucevic team to an Aaron Gordon team, and that's the only way the Magic take that step forward. That obviously didn't happen. Um, you know, we were certainly expecting Jonathan Isaac to take a, a more significant step forward after playing his first healthy season. And obviously, you know, he made a, a step forward defensively, becoming a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, but then the injury just halted that progress completely. And then and, and the pandemic played a role in things too. And it, 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 that the 2020 season was a failure for it, for the team's inability to step forward. And, 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 and at that point, the magic probably should have been the team to push in for Russell West, maybe not go all in, which is maybe what it would have cost to get him from Oklahoma from a, get, get him uh, from Houston. Um, but by that same token, um, it was definitely a missed opportunity. Let's 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 just kind of leave it at that. Um, it was a missed chance for the Orlando Magic to kind of take a sizable step forward and, and become real players. Again, I, I don't think Jeff Waltman was necessarily wrong, um, but you know that window, that little sliver of window that the Magic might have had to take significant steps forward, it closed real fast. 
This team is obviously different. Um, Paolo Bancaro is not Nikola Vucevic. Nikola Vucevic is a nice player, but a limiting player. Um, we knew that at the time. We talked about it endlessly. Paolo Bancaro is, is different. You know, again, Draymond Green is sitting there saying that he is him, that this is this is a, a really interesting time for the Orlando Magic because they have not had a player like Paolo Bancaro in a very, very long time. And so to me, what this season is, is, is it's not necessarily about the Magic taking a step forward, which, which it is. This season is about a proof of concept. What the Magic are doing this season is selling the rest of the league on who they are and telling the rest of the league who they are. They need to win so that everyone around the league will know, like, oh, that Paolo guy is coming. You know, why were the Detroit Pistons a favorite to land DeAndre Ayton? Because everyone could see, oh, that Cade Cunningham guy is coming. That is a good player. Trey Young's rookie year did much the same thing. When he started breaking out, it was like, oh, that Trey Young is a good player. And the Hawks went all in and got to the conference finals. Again, it's once you identify your star and you understand what his ceiling is, you start figuring out, okay, how do we make him better? Why did the Hawks go after DeJounte Murray? Because they knew they needed a second ball handler to ease the pressure off Trey Young. That Trey Young was carrying too big of a burden. And that's why... That's A, why they made the conference finals, but B, why they stepped back this season. Once you have that star in place, everything else makes sense. Because now you have proof of concept. Now you can show the rest of the league. Now you can sell a guy like Donovan Mitchell. This is how we play. This is the guy we're building around. You can see how successful he can be. He will make your life easier. You will make his life easier. You will make everyone's life easier. That's really what this is about. And that's really the stage the Magic are at right now. Why aren't the Magic willing to push all in on a Donovan Mitchell today? A, because they really don't know what they have yet. How can you risk giving up first-round picks right now when you don't even know if Paolo Bencaro is that superstar? Now, we think he is. There's a really good chance that he is. But... Proof of concept is just getting some evidence that this could work. And that's just, again, that's what this year is. It's a rookie year for Paolo Bancaro. He's going to figure out what he can do in the NBA. He's going to make mistakes. He's not going to be perfect. He's going to look like a rookie. But the Magic are going to know very, very quickly, and the Magic are going to know certainly by the end of the season whether this is the guy that they've been waiting for. For sure, whether this is the guy that they've been waiting for. Again, I think we all feel pretty good that he is, but now you need to see it. Now you need some proof. And, and you know, the league loves theoreticals, but these star players are not going to risk and invest their limited time in the league until they know it for sure. So again, the Magic have the assets to be in, these, in this conversation, but they don't yet have the players and they don't yet have the results. Look, uh, Jeff Faltman said it very clearly uh, when the Magic traded Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and Evan Fournier a few years ago. We are not chasing the sugar high of the playoffs. We're trying to build something sustainable. We're trying to build something that will ultimately win a championship. And they think Paolo Bancaro can be the centerpiece of that kind of a team. 
And so chasing a quick playoff berth now, before the team's ready, before the team has even won anything, is incredibly risky. It's not that it can't work. It certainly can. And Donovan Mitchell is the kind of player that, especially in the Eastern Conference, by himself makes you a playoff team. That's the kind of player Donovan Mitchell is. The question the Magic are going to have to figure out, and the question the Magic are probably going to sort through this season, is whether Paolo Bancaro is that kind of player, or can be that kind of player. That part is still really unclear, to be perfectly honest. And so the Magic just need a little proof. They're not ready to upend themselves at this early stage of their rebuild. They're not ready to completely change their direction and change their course before they really know what they have. And that's why they're not ready to make the Donovan Mitchell trade. They're not ready for the pressure to win immediately, first and foremost. They need to grow into that. They need to experience some success. They need to understand what it takes to win first. And again, Donovan Mitchell knows this, so maybe bringing a player like him in would help permeate that to the rest of the roster. There's a really, I mean, again, I don't think it's the right time. I don't think the team will do it, but there is a really good argument that, yes, the Magic should trade for Donovan Mitchell right now today and just get it done, and that's their team. There's a really good argument for it. I'm not going to argue against it. Um, I, I don't think it will happen. Uh, it's not the deal. It's not what I would do at this juncture. But it, it, it's it's not a terrible idea. But to me, the Magic need proof first. The Magic need to prove to themselves, to the league, to everyone else that they're capable of winning, that what they have is enough to get them started, and that a, the player that they ultimately trade for is that final piece. That's what a proof-of-concept season is. A season that points the team in a clearer winning direction and makes it clear also what they have to do to become fully realized. That's what we're watching this season. That's what we're watching for this coming season. And sitting down and thinking about this potential trade really crystallizes that notion. Because at some point, the Magic are going to be sitting in that chair and have to make a deal like this one. It is coming. There is no doubt about it. It is what this team is going to do to push themselves into serious contention. The question is, when is the right time to make that deal? And for who? For whom is that the right deal to make? I don't think it's today. I don't think it's Donovan Mitchell. Then again, who knows when and who knows who it will be. But it's going to happen. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places on the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to go back and look at uh, some takeaways from Summer League, some big global takeaways from Summer League. Um, not just kind of about the players, but what it all means for the Magic moving forward. We'll get to that tom- on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, 
Be sure to check out Locked On NBA. Make it that your second listen. The latest news around the NBA. Yes, still going strong, even with Summer League over. Get the latest on the Donovan Mitchell trade, on any Donovan Mitchell rumors, what's going on with the Lakers. Anything else, you can get that over on Locked On NBA+. Plus. Also, be sure to check out Locked On NFL. They're counting down the the, the best players in the, in, the NF, in the NFL right now. So definitely check that out as training camps get ready to start. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Dylan Locked On Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.